0: On this episode of Star Wars Time Show, Matt and Nick are digging into their bag of tricks and pulling out a special topic. They're going to revisit one that they did a few weeks back, but this time it's going to have a dark side flavor to it. Cue the music. Everyone, welcome back to a brand new episode of the Star Wars Time Show, and as you heard, it's one of our special topics. woo That's right, we are revisiting something we did a few weeks back with light side users, the good guys, and now we're going to put the spin on and we're going to talk about some bad guys. So if you don't remember the, the special topics from a few weeks back, we both laid down our top three good guys, non-Force users, and then our top three good guy Force users, so you can do it, work it out in your head We're going to do that again today on this special cast But for the bad dudes, the bad bros Let's do it, Nick You know, we sat down here, we studied We threw out some names, we were throwing darts Trying to figure out who was going to get who We settled on our lists should we start with the force users or start with just the regular bad guys? What do you think?
1: Let let's start with the regular bad guys because right, yeah. you know, people think about bad guys in Star Wars, then they always immediately go to the force users. They go to like, you know, Vader, you know, all of the ones that you would you would list. Yeah, it's easy. The so. force
0: users are too easy. It's it's just the regular bad guys. It did take a little bit of thinking to really pluck out six standouts who have made an impact within the Skywalker franchise as it is today.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I'll kick it off first. So I'll list my first top. I'll I'll say I'm going to do mine one, two, three. So I'm going to give my number one. He's ranking them. Yeah, I'm going to give my number one bad guy up front, and I'm going with Grand
0: Admiral Thrawn. I mean, come on, man. I mean, especially... I mean, th- this is a character who was brought from Legends, who's had now, what, two trilogies dedicated to him from yep. Zahn. Uh, he got kind of the starring role in Rebels as the main villain as it closed out. And, uh, and th- there's been a lot of chatter around Thrawn in general uh, recently with the-, with the Chiss and the Chiss Skywalkers and this, that, and the other thing. Uh, me and the intern were actually talking this Sunday about what-, what are they going to do with Thrawn? You can't just leave him off the board out in the unknown regions with Ezra so I mean I think great choice obviously a, a standout character not just because of his blue coloring and he looks so different and he's an alien in the empire but because of the type of person he is
1: exactly that's what really draws me to Thrawn because he is if you've read the books if you've seen the show he is a very very calm demeanored being like he he does not really get angry like he is. He is a 100% logical person. You know, alien, whatever you want to call him. They
0: yeah, they are kind of Vulcan like, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, they are. Like the
1: chess specifically, Thrawn, is very but more very, catered
0: towards their specialty is is war, right? I yeah, mean, tactics and strategy and combat.
1: Exactly. That's how he worked his way into the Empire, because if anybody knows anything about the Empire, it's that they hate aliens. So what's special about Thrawn is the fact that, one, he is a v- very clear alien. He's blue, he's got red eyes, and he worked his way up to the highest position in the Imperial military uh, or the Imperial Navy that they could offer him, Grand Admiral. And it, it was purely based off of his, his tactical mind and his ability to assess military situations battle you know combat situations and make decisions that always win for them i mean the only you know some of the only examples of him not winning in battle is what you would see in in you know star wars rebels when he's fighting against phoenix squadron that's like his most and, and he still
0: basically villain. won i mean ezra yeah. more or less said fuck it i'm gonna take myself out because i know it's gonna get this guy finally
1: yeah so it's just pretty amazing to see an alien like Thrawn basically come from nothing. The, the, the way that his, you know, his origin story is now told within canon is that he was found on a, a deserted, not you know, like a forest planet that the Empire had set up on for a brief period of time and infiltrated Their, you know, their ships before they were leaving the planet. And then once on the ship, he just proved himself time and time again, as a brilliant tactician. And it's it's a pretty cool to see a character like that rise to prominence when so much is against him. So um, solid, solid dark side guy there.
0: Yeah, I like the guy. I mean, I think my favorite aspect is that he is a collector. So he has to d- deal with that affliction that a lot of us <laughs> deal with in the Star Wars fandom. I mean, me in particular, those of you that do the toy photography, you're probably also collectors. They kind of go hand in hand. So you know what it's like to be Thrawn. I mean, his collectibles are pretty damn sweet. I mean, he had some, what, Jedi masks in, in mm-hmm. his ship. I mean, he's got some crazy swords. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, all-around badass. The question is, will we ever see him in live-action form? I don't know, but his story needs wrapped. Ezra's story needs wrapped. So I don't know how Disney and Lucasfilm are going to handle that, but they need a bow put on their story. There's no way we can just leave those two floating out in space. So good pick there. I'm going to go with my first bad guy, and I, I guess I'll rank it, and this may wrinkle some of your faces here when i say it but i'm going with job of the hut. Hear the, me out here. here job of the hut. Hear me out. So this guy, i mean, he's established, he's been around since the prequels. Uh, he, he was doing I mean, wasn't he or dealing the involved in the dealing of Shmi and Anakin yeah. at one point in time.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely.
0: Right? I mean, the Boon to Eve race, I mean, he's essentially responsible for Han Solo getting fucked up and them having to take an excursion to rescue him before they took on the second Death Star. So, uh, I mean, Jabba, and, and think about the Hut cartel. I mean, the Empire would not fuck with them. The Empire would not fuck with Tatooine, it wouldn't fuck with the Huts. That just goes to show you the power that Jabba and the fellow Hutts, I mean, they, they were the gangsters. Right. I mean, they're the Don Corleone's of the Star Wars universe. Yeah. Uh, But for a big fat pig slug, he commanded a lot of respect and power within the known Star Wars galaxy. So that's kind of why I threw him out there. Yeah.
1: I mean, I really liked that choice because he essentially kept the outer rim under the under his thumb for years. I mean, like you mentioned, he was the one who was, you know, presenting the big Boon to Eve race in episode one. And then he's still in a prominent position of power in the Hut cartel, like the leader of the Hut cartel all the way up until his death in episode six. So he spans, you know, what is that? 60 years of time, basically. I mean, 50, 60 years where he's just a constant nefarious presence within the outer rim of the galaxy, literally just oppressing people in that area for that amount of time, he's he's a bad dude. And like you said... Yeah, I mean, you gotta
0: think he's probably in the slave trade. He was probably putting out... We know he's putting out bounties either for money or just to kill him, de- dealing in drugs. I mean, he just not a good guy, but still someone that commanded respect from all sides, from the rebels, from the empire, from the scoundrels, the smugglers, the bounty hunters. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, he's... He might not be impressive looking or, or physically can't do anything that cool, but that Tubelard was one hell of a gangster.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, very, very good pull here by you, Matt, because honestly, when I was going through my my dark side non force years, I was like, man, who do I pick? Who do I pick? There's some obvious choices in there that we'll get to. Um, but Jabba the Hutt was a fantastic pull, and I mean, such a prominent figure. In both, you know, in the entire Star Wars timeline. So, swell job, swell pick there. Um, so, number two for me. I'm going to go with General Grievous.
0: <coughs> ooh,
1: ooh, ooh, ooh. Kenobi. Um, so, this Kenobi. guy, I mean, we, we know Grievous's story. He was a prominent figure in the the Clone Wars, in the Separatist Alliance, um, and basically he was a Jedi killer. I mean, we barely got to see it, you know, got to see that aspect of Grievous within the movies, but if you if you watched the television series, if you read about Grievous, if you played... Ga- oh, yeah, like- I was
0: going to say, the even the, the Gennady Tarkovsky, or however you say the guy's last name... Start Clone Wars shorts like it was two seasons worth yeah I mean Grievous is on full display I believe in the second season just kicking the shit out of people killing Jedi left and right and, and he also fucks people up in the Clone Wars proper the one from Lucasfilm you know that that's, yeah the Clone Wars is, is returning yeah uh, yeah I mean he's a bad I, I always like all things live action prequels I, I too think he was kind of shorted uh, because if you read some of the inspiration about his backstory, I mean, he, he's essentially the George created him to that was kind of the precursor to, all right, you could take an organic being and turn him into a machine.
1: Yeah. He was the pre Darth Vader. Like he right, was, he was some crazy
0: ass warrior. I mean, he, he was organic. He had a meat sack underneath his uh, exoskeleton there. You could see his eyes and brain were still organic, but it, he was kind of the precursor for Vader. But, you don't really get any of that in, in the prequels. You don't get much out of him outside of his cough. And, you know, he kind of has a thing with Kenobi. But, yeah. I mean, that's about it.
1: I mean, if you if you really get to know Grievous, you you see that he is like this... Uh, basically, what he is is an unleashed junkyard dog. He's just this fucking
0: killer. Right. I mean, Dooku has been training him. I mean, yeah. Dooku's the one helping him with the with the lightsaber fighting, this, that, and the other thing. So, it, it, hey... Big surprise! The prequels fucking shortchanged a major character. Whoa! What do you know? Yeah,
1: but I mean, he is—he's fantastic. I mean, just. You know, you see that one scene in the prequels where he opens up his cape and he pulls out those four lightsabers. He didn't steal those motherfuckers. He killed those Jedi, and that's how he got those lightsabers. So he was always a really intriguing character to me. I think, like Matt said, he could have had a way better treatment in the prequel movies to give a better context to who he was and what his role was within this because basically we we just see him as a killer. He's this, this reckless, just mindless killer that's been unleashed on the galaxy by by dooku and by you know the the separatist alliance i
0: mean let's be real he's he's number three i mean it was sidious dooku grievous
1: yeah so i always liked him i really do hope that there is expansion on his character within new canon as well um and, yeah, so that's that's my number two guy right there. Metal I, I, just want, I want
0: backstory on the guy. I want to see him as his humanoid self yeah. before he is just a sack of meat and in, in, a robo-skeleton. I totally agree. Uh, so we'll see. All right, so moving on to mine, uh, my next one is good old Wilhelm Tarkin, the Grand Moff. And he's another character, if you've watched some of the extracurriculars that has been fleshed out more than just A New Hope. So, I mean, he was detailed in The Clone Wars, The Late Seasons, and he actually played a major role in Ahsoka Tano's trial and her kind of being wrongly accused mm-hmm. and essentially her self-exiling herself. So, that, that's why I wanted to bring him in, not only because of just how big of a boss he is in A New Hope. I mean, let, let's set the stage, my friends. This guy literally could command Vader at will. I mean, it, the, the galaxy knew that Tarkin had more pull than Vader. I mean, even Leia was making fun of Vader about Tarkin. You know, hey, hey, he's letting you off your leash, this, that, and the other thing. So, I mean, Tarkin was no fool. I mean, and then we we, we sort of got to see his cunning and his uh, assholeness in Rogue One again when he, yep. you know, let Krennic do all the work and then essentially when it was ready, he's like, Nah, it's my fucking Death Star. Shut the fuck up and, and essentially set Krennic up to fail and die anyways. Yeah, no, he uh,
1: essentially killed Krennic you know, aiming, you know, the Death Star firing it on Scarif, going right where Krennic was, like
0: killed. Yeah, he's by a ruthless motherfucker. I mean, I, like I said, you, you get a a great peek behind the brain of Tarkin in the Clone Wars when when he is working for the Republic, but you can already tell he he does not trust Jedi whatsoever. Like I said, he was the impetus kind of the whole reason that Ahsoka was on the run and essentially why she decided to self-exile. So he plays a much bigger role in the Star Wars universe than just A New Hope and sitting there saying, no, I'm not uh, getting off this Death Star. Fuck you guys. They're not going to beat us with these little uh, X-Wing fighters. There's no way. We're the Empire. I'm Wilhelm. I'm awesome. Fuck off, Rebels.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's he's a fantastic character that is, again, a... a really insightful person and like you mentioned the clone wars really does give a good uh a good look at tarkin pre-grand moff like you can see then that this guy is going to go far in the imperial power he's very he was
0: very ambitious i mean he was doing anything to make a name for himself to stand out i I believe him and anakin went on a few missions Mm -hmm. and he could kind of see anakin's prowess and sometimes his uh pensions to go a little bit into the darkness Um, and you know maybe maybe he knew Anakin was Vader maybe he didn't but either way I mean there that was one guy outside the Emperor that when I was especially when I was little that I felt could tell Vader what to do and Vader would do it
1: oh yeah absolutely um so yeah fantastic number two there Tarkin will always be a very menacing presence no matter which form you watch him in animated form live action animated form in rogue one or just plain old live action form um all right number three for me i'm gonna go with one of the most infamous bounty hunters in history and that is good old boba fett um i know that there are a lot of people who you know if you don't really follow star wars outside of the movies and you don't really look at you know the tv series or if you don't really kind of dig into the lore a little bit more boba fett seems kind of like a a one-off character who you know
0: i mean i mean honestly just based on his live action appearance he's a bozo
1: yeah exactly like he yeah he he captures han in a way really vader captures han um and then when he is has the simple task of killing a blind man he fucks it up (laughs) Like, and then Boba Fett goes flying across the screen and then that's it. Um, but what's really made Boba Fett exist beyond just what we see in the movies is his expansion of of the character in the, you know, in the EU, in the, in the cartoon series, in the written novels and, and whatnot. I mean, we get to see why he truly hates Jedi, why he is always trying to find a way to, you know, bring... Destruction upon, you know, the the light side, the good people. I mean, he he really is a menacing figure that had never really fucked up a bounty before this one time where he eventually gets knocked in the Sarlacc pit. I mean, he is he's
0: ruthless. I mean, he didn't fuck up the bounty, he just yeah. fucked up being a badass, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, he went from being a badass to a fucking dolt that essentially got knocked on the jetpack by a blind guy, like you said, Yeah, and he fire. bounces off a sail barge and rolls into a sarlacc pit.
1: Yeah, and it's really, I mean, like, the, the expansion on his character is much more robust in, in Legends and... I think that there are plans to expand on his character again, even further in new canon. I think that there already is a Boba Fett novel out there.
0: Um, well, I mean, he he got hit, uh, quite a bit in the Clone, in Clone Wars, Wars, Wars as well. I mean, yes. there there's multiple episodes dedicated to him in Clone Wars, and how Aris Singh was kind of like his de facto caretaker while he was still little. And in two celebrations ago, 2017, the the TLJ one. They showed an unfinished clip of Clone Wars featuring Boba Fett, and it showed him how he got the dent in his helmet. Yeah. And so. he actually has a duel with Cad Bane and fucking Waste Cad Bane, but Cad Bane gets a shot off and it dinks his helmet.
1: Yeah. I mean, we might be able to see something like that in the return of the Clone Wars. I feel like this one season probably won't go too much into those characters because there's a lot to wrap up with. Yeah, I, I would Ahsoka. love it. And yeah.
0: Do we know for sure is, is the return just a season?
1: It's only been confirmed as a season. Um, I don't know if they're going to expand on it past that. I, I, I hope they do because there's still, like we were saying, there's still a lot of these threads to wrap up. I mean, you can continue to go with Boba and the bounty hunters. You can continue to go with Ahsoka and Anakin. I mean, there's a ton of content to be covered between uh, episodes two and three. So there's no reason to slow it down. Um, but yeah, I don't think we got confirmation at least of a second season. Um, with the initial announcement, so well, either way,
0: if, if you've been listening to people and following uh, following along, it, it should be pretty clear that these Star Wars cartoons actually add some pretty great lore to what you love. Oh yeah. All right. I know Absolutely. some fans out there have hard like hard ons against cartoons. Like fuck that I mean even even the Clone Wars people praise it now and laud it. But when the Clone Wars first came out, motherfuckers, a lot of you were being negative Nancy's like, oh fucking cartoons. Blah 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 blah. I guess it's just what star wars fans do right i mean yeah. just fucking bitch and moan bitch and moan bitch and moan
1: even before disney people were just unhappy. it doesn't matter right <laughs> it, it really
0: i mean now it's, it's that's all we do we, we fucking essentially hate our passion
1: yeah it's pretty sad all right matt you're number three who you got
0: so my number three, I, I kind of went back and forth and I needed Nick to, to help me decide here. I had Hondo on there, Hondo Anaka, but he technically isn't just bad, bad. So I, I went ahead and went with Captain Phasma. And, and to me, she is very much a character like Boba Fett, where she looks really cool, but kind of does nothing. Uh, she does even less than Boba Fett. And, and Nick, Nick's right, Boba really didn't do shit, I mean, outside of being smart enough to know that Han would detach himself to the outside of a Star Destroyer. And apparently that's because he remembered when Obi-Wan did it in the asteroids, whatever. that, I think that's kind of fucking loose. <laughs> but, I mean, think about it. These characters really became popular because of what they look like. I mean, Phasma yeah. has that platinum armor. I mean, just, I remember the first time I saw her in TFA, I was like, what in the fuck is that? And I like it.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like,
0: and the and the fact that it's Gwendolyn, so you got this big, tall, hulking woman in there. I just I like her voice. I like her attitude. Uh, but she is a character. that it just kind of gets chomped out in the two films she's in, just like Boba, and then she's gone. I yeah. Mean, I, I guess she had a little bit better death. At least she fought a character and actually had a battle, and she had the upper hand until you know. Hey, good guys always win. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I like Phasma out there. I I do think she'll be a character. That even though minimal impact on on the story, this that and the other thing, and, and is gone already, but she will be one that fans cosplay as, you know, adore because of her look.
1: Yeah, exactly. And this is another one. Fats was another one where there is a new novel around her, and I mean, I haven't read it yet, but you have to be like based off of what we see in TFA, her talking about the, you know, the the conditioning program for all of these abducted children. Like she played a large part of that like she is a a character that abducted children from their from their families and then brainwashed them into becoming first order troopers I mean that is a fucking sinister thing to do and you saw the level of ruthlessness that she had when destroying Laura Santeca's village with Kylo in the beginning of the movie I mean like she has no morality when it comes to loss of life all she she is she's a junkyard dog kind of like grievous was like you know she is she's definitely
0: dedicated to the cause man i mean she's like like a tarkin i mean even even hux i mean he's kind of a dope but they're dedicated motherfuckers there's no doubt about it
1: oh yeah absolutely i mean and and like you said her look is so iconic now that that you can't help but be drawn to it like you look at that armor and the first thing you think is with with like the chrome armor the cape everything just stands out about her and I mean, her just the way that she carried herself too, like is, you know, like you said, as a as a First Order officer and a woman like fantastic. So um, I love the character of Phasma. That novel is another one that I'm planning to read once I get through the Thrawn trilogy. Um, yeah. And I'm really interested to see exactly what is set up with that book. So um, fantastic choice here by Phasma. I mean, there's a ton of other non-Force users out there that we probably could have pulled from i mean these all were in the movie universe there are others out there so if you guys have non-force user bad guys dark side users let us know tweet at us hit us up on ig facebook let us know who you think should have made the cut because there's a Holy lot of shit there.
0: dude sorry to cut you off but uh i guess this came out today i don't know if you saw pricing for the galaxy's edge hotels
1: oh is it that came out today what is yeah. it yeah
0: uh, pricing based on two-night, three-day experience with shorter day options not allowed. This will run you about $3,300. <laughs> two-night,
1: 3 Wow. Two-night, three-day. See? Wow. Now, Matt, this is why the, the, you know, go back. Cabin
0: sleep, one to five, larger ones could be up, upwards of 7200
1: Yeah. Go back um, probably three months of podcasts ago and, and listen to the breakdown that I gave Matt on Disney Vacation Club memberships.
0: That is a perk. Oh, I'm still getting fucking marketing emails every day from that <laughs> night because I was drunk and you had me signed up for that fucking vacation <laughs> club shit. Dude, the vacation club, but that's the good
1: thing, is you don't have to pay for the room. Your rooms are based off of your points. And if you so you just use your points yeah, for it. it.
0: It it does it kinda of sounds like I don't even know if they'll let you stay a week. I mean it sounds like these packages are Oh well, well there you go, people. So all right, sorry Nick, sorry to cut into <laughs> our special cast, but uh, we talked last night when breaking news comes through, we might try to yeah, we'll bring start it. Start riffing on some stuff here.
1: Yeah, I mean like that's definitely a place that I'm interested in staying at if I have the opportunity to. Is in the galaxy oh, it, it's itself. It's gonna
0: happen. I mean, two nights. I I kind of wanted at least three or four. Yeah. So we'll see. Might have they, to. Yeah. Sixty six hundred it. They might uh, they might raise that up a
1: little bit a few months after opening. They're probably just doing like short and stay windows for the first couple of months to allow people to kind of rotate in and out
0: because i was talking to the intern he's going i believe in october okay and he couldn't get any fucking reservations really i mean he couldn't get savvy or any of that shit
1: yeah dude well i tried to do mine so i got my savvies for a wednesday but like when i was doing it i tried to do it before that and there were literally no slots open i got the first slot available on wednesday and it was at 4:05 p.m everything else before that was booked yeah. so i mean that shit it's booking up quick like people out there saying that galaxy's edge is dead i mean based off of these reservation slots for these you know high value attractions it does not seem dead and we're hey, talking it, you know in the end
0: so. like we said two casts ago let it die I, I i would love to roll in there with no lines yeah discount
1: I'll, I'll, I'll ride the Millennium Falcon ride five times in a row. Fuck if it yeah, dude. I mean, the,
0: the ride or, Rise of Resistance, wherever it is, it's like 25 minutes long. Sign me up. Yeah. Sign me up. That's All true. right, dude. So, as Nick said, I mean, clearly there, there's a ton of bad guys out there, but hey, maybe we'll return to this. You never know. So, we're going to transition into our bad guy force users. You know, the ones that your, your brain typically is going to gravitate to when somebody asks you, hey, who's your favorite bad guy in Star Wars? So,. I'll go ahead and start this one, Nick, and I guess we'll do one, two, three as well. And I have to throw out my man, Darth Vader, right? I mean, come on. He's Darth fucking Vader. Until the live-action prequels, he was the biggest badass movie villain of all time. I'll argue forever that seeing Anakin Skywalker and the way he acted in the movies has kind of lessened the aura of Vader, at least in my mind, but... Still, I mean, the way the guy looks, to me, it's still the greatest movie costume out there. I mean, when he walks through that door in the Tantive Four, still, I just, I'm like, fuck. Yes, I love that guy. I want that guy to be my daddy. (laughs) Uh, So, plus, he is everything. I mean, there's a good chance Darth Vader, Vader Anakin something comes into play in episode nine. I mean, the chosen one, this, that, this, that. From Episode 1 through 9, this guy has had an impact on the Star Wars saga, and you could argue he is the saga. It is called the Skywalker saga for a reason. Is it because of Shmi? I don't think so. It's because of Anakin and his spawns. So, Vader, Anakin, flesh and blood Vader, I liked him too, although he's a little stupid with the high ground. Suit Vader, I love him even more because we know he is just sitting there in raw pain and fury and fueling his dark side powers.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, Vader, if it wasn't for Vader, there would be no destruction of the Grand Republic. I mean, as much as Sidious was was working and, and pulling strings in the background the the overall destruction of the grand republic was because of darth vader if it if if anakin would have resisted the turn to the dark side there would be no it was over empire. i mean mace
0: had him beat
1: yeah that would be it but it, it, it was solely because of vader that his plan was able to come to fruition so as awesome as palpatine is and beautiful at playing a long game. I mean, even the fucking super long game, as we can see now with him coming back in Tross, like he wouldn't have been able to accomplish anything. If it wasn't for Vader, it was that. And, and that's saying something because I mean, you know, p- you know, pivoting into my number one, my number one guy is Palpatine. And like I was saying, he is a master manipulator. He's a master planner and he's an absolute genius of a sith lord to be able to sit amongst you know share the same building with the most powerful jedis you know in in history and and be able to deceive them for as long as he did that takes a truly truly powerful sith lord and you know even going back to his day's training with you know under darth Plagueis and learning the you know the tools of the trade all of the secrets of the Sith, this guy, he is the big bad of the Skywalker saga. And that's why he's returning in Tross. And that's why J.J. chose to pull him back in to close this thing out. Because there's never been somebody that has lorded over the Star Wars universe like Palpatine has.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, the, the, the whole TROS reveal just adds even more chutzpah to the lore or the legend of Sheev Palpatine. I mean, this guy, at this point, we, we could argue, I mean, his master plan still hasn't even been executed yet. I mean, he's still fucking planning in death.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, what, that speaks volumes about the, the mental acuity of this guy, the patience of this guy, and the understanding of how to manipulate people based on emotion. I mean, that's what he excelled at. He, he knew exactly what people would want. He would give it to them, and he knew that he knew what giving them what they want would do for him. And he just slowly laid those bricks, brick by brick by brick by brick, until you had Revenge of the Sith and then the big turn in, the, in his office chambers. And there you go, he won the day. And at this point, we think he lost, but like Nick said, with his return in Tross, maybe he never lost. Maybe this is all part of the plan, and that just goes to show you how legit this guy is at being a badass Sith Lord.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, Death, if you've ever seen the, the, the Mummy movies, you'll get this, but Death was literally only the beginning for Palpatine. Like, he planned way past Death, apparently. So, um, yeah, I, I love this guy. It's very clear his impact on the franchise.
0: All right, so my next one, the uh, Sith user, or Sith... Dark side users is Darth Revan. All right, I mean he's another one you could argue. All right, he did most of his cool stuff as a good guy, uh, but I'm I'm I you could also argue that you could solely say he's a badass Sith top three just based on the way he looks. And That's kind of where I'm taking <laughs> my argument here. Uh, as we've said, or I said a few casts back, Darth Vader. I just said it now. Darth Vader number one. Love the guy. His armor's fucking badass. Pimp like he's a pimp. If I wasn't so short, I'd wear Darth Vader armor around my house. I'd go out in public. I would go grocery shopping with it on. That's how much I like it. But I'm telling you, the more I look at Revan, the closer I look at him, I'm just like, Jesus Christ, what a Mac Daddy. Mm-hmm. I mean, he kind of requisitioned the the Mando mask that's put on there. He's got the Sith hood. He's got some gloves on, some uh, gauntlets. You know, he's had some cool-looking boots with silver toes. I mean, he, he was just a... He was a great-dressed Sith, right? I mean, oh, uh, yeah. we, we can like Sith for that, I mean, but he was also quite powerful. I mean, him and one other Sith went out and essentially conquered galaxies by themselves and then came back to the known galaxy and were threatening that before he got his little deja vu and then he became JKR again. But, I mean, you, you just got to love Revan and, and just the how cold and calculated he was when he did turn to the dark side and they were out looking for all those artifacts and just also, like I said, to me, his looks, I can't get over his his armor and his dress.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, this guy, like you mentioned, basically conquered the known galaxy before, you know, he he was brainwashed, some would say, or he, you know, found his way back to the light side. I mean, he almost conquered the entire Jedi order single-handedly with the help of Malak. I mean, it was incredible to see the destruction that, that he could lay upon, you know, all of these systems in such a short period of time Too, like, he goes out in the unknown regions of space with Malak to essentially hunt down the last of the Mandalorians that remained from the, the Mandalorian war and then comes back with a fire and fury like the galaxy had never seen before and, and basically shut the motherfucker down before they could capture him and turn him back to the good side. If he, if he was never, if, if, if KOTOR didn't open the way that it does and you weren't playing as Darth Revan and you had to fight against Darth Revan, like it's very possible that, that the Revan Malik duo would have reigned supreme over the galaxy for years you know 100 even hundreds of years if they you know figured out the essence transfer and how to how to you know maintain a corporeal body long past death so um yeah i mean Revan is just one of those pantheon star wars characters regardless dark side or light i mean he he could technically like you said matt be in the top three of both of them really
0: yeah, I mean, he's he's a pimp. And like I said, if it was just a dark side fashion show, it, it would be a, a coin flip at this point for me between him and Vader.
1: Oh, yeah. So my number two guy here, is, I'm sticking in the Old Republic. So Matt kicked us off with the Old Republic. I'm sticking with it. I'm going with Darth Nihilus. Now, this guy is very heavily used in Swiggo. So if you play Swiggo, you know Mr. Nihilus very well. Um, but he's also... Another one of those Sith, like you were mentioning, Matt, where his visage, what he looks like, is fucking awesome. Oh, yeah.
0: Awesome. He, he's, he's, he's he would be in that fashion show. There's yeah. no doubt about it. I, I mean, you could argue Sion should be in it too, just because he's <laughs> so fucked up that he's literally scarred himself for more power.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like Sion is just a completely different beast. <laughs> I mean, like being, literally. He's got the
0: fucking white eye and, oh, yeah.
1: Like being held together by pure hatred. Like just his, his body is, is completely obliterated, but still alive. But Nihilus is one of those characters that, the level of his power is just insurmountable. It seems unbelievable almost like you, you see him and you fight him within, within the game, but you know, the stories and legends and the lore that was built around him at the time, it was almost unbelievable. He literally like, he has the power to drain um, the life from things, which is one of his moves and and go but he was so powerful that he was able to drain the life from an entire planet like like he drained the life from, and they went to the planet and it was just a husk there was nothing left living i mean it was incredible to see how nihilist did that i mean like it's unheard of power before
0: yeah i i I Honestly, I'm struggling to remember exactly the story around them because I, I played KOTOR 2 once and that was it. So it's not like KOTOR 1 where I essentially studied it and became a scholar. Uh, so I, I just remember I, I'm taking what I know of him from Swago. And the fact yeah. that he has that one ability, after he sucks enough souls out, he can just one-punch people. That's all you need to know. Yeah, exactly. Like He's, he's a game-changer. I mean, he's a game-changer in games. But I mean, he's a character I, I would also like to see a little more... Lauren, I mean really the Triumvirate in general, just because I don't remember them as much and I literally deal with them on a daily basis because of Swago.
1: Exactly. Like if, if there was ever a another set of characters that you wanted to pull forth into new canon, I would have to agree. The Triumvirate would be in there and for, for the love of God, bring back Revan and Malik. And, you know, maybe, you know, maybe you just bring everything like everything from Old Republic, from the from Legends, just pull it forward because it was so much great material. So many great characters. Yeah, I agree. Bring them in.
0: All right. So moving on to my last Dark Side user here, and it is our friend who has a horrible Darth name, just like Mm -hmm. his boss. Darth Tyrannus, a.k.a. Count Dooku, a.k.a. the Fallen Jedi. So, if you notice, you've been paying attention, my list all featured Fallen Jedi. We had Anakin became Vader, J.K.R. becomes DR, and now you had Count Dooku becomes Darth Tyrannus. And again, I mean, who was naming these motherfuckers? Darth Tyrannus? <laughs> At least, I, that's still, to me, better than Darth Sidious. I mean, Darth Sidious... Could be the dumbest fucking in-your-face, ooh-hoo-hoo, hoo, I named him Sidious because he's insidious, ooh-hoo-hoo, hoo, hoo. and, I bu- and then, then you throw in the sifo d shit, and you just, that's when you have to just start asking yourself... What the fuck was going on in the prequels? Yeah, George I mean, definitely. what in the fuck was going on with some of the story elements? What are we doing here? It feels like anyway. George
1: just wrote characters and then somebody had to ask him for names and he was like, whatever, it's diaz He's like, you yeah, mean fuck Sidious? It. It's like, whatever. Yeah, he's <laughs> sitting there
0: like drinking a coffee. They're like, oh, Mr. Lucas, we really need a name or something. He just goes, eh, yeah, Sifo-Diaz, fuck it. But George, I mean, the main bad guy's named Sidious. Isn't it? No. Cypho. Sifo- deus sidious there you go done
1: completely different
0: <laughs> but anyways uh, why is Duco on this list well he's another one that suffered from his his live action appearance but he at least showed to us that he could kick the shit out of two jedi by himself i mean let's be real the only reason anakin and obi-wan survived is because gmy showed up now I'm literally talking in Swiggo so we'll acronyms. Terms. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Grandmaster Yoda rolls into the place, and he has his little showdown with his former apprentice. Uh, but that's the other thing; it's just it's the the lore and the history that Duku has, and it's now being fleshed out in books. Of course, I haven't read it because reading is not fundamental in my house. Uh, but this was Yoda's apprentice. This was Qui Gon's master. I mean, this guy had his hooks and his teachings and his way of thinking imprinted on people that directly touch Anakin, Kenobi, which therefore got passed down to Luke, so on and so forth. So, again, in the live action, he may not have been portrayed the best, but this guy, he was the face of the Separatist army. He was doing all of Sidious's bidding, and he was kicking pretty much every Jedi's ass, and really the only reason he lost in Revenge of the Sith is because he got sith Insidious yeah, Sidious turned on him.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, the fact that that he was like, like you said, he was the leader of this separatist army. And, you know, for a majority of this war that was being waged, the separatists were beating the Republic. I mean, there were a lot of losses on the Republic side of it. If it wasn't for, you know, the the turn like you know with you know with the clones coming in which was all orchestrated by palpatine anyway the the cis would sort have of wiped out the republic i mean that's just the true fact of it all and like you mentioned his his background as a jedi as a jedi master you know uh, it gives him a keen insight into how the jedi function and that's what he used against Kenobi and against Anakin and their fights together is, is he basically had trained the people who trained them. Um, so yeah, again, like he, he's another character that is more built. I mean,
0: he, he saw that the Jedi order was fucked up. I mean, he, he probably came to some of the revelations that Luke Skywalker did early on. I mean, that's why he left. He was a master and left because of what he saw was happening. Their hubris, this, that, and the other thing. And you know, he, was hearing the call to the dark side, so I'm not trying to say he's some fucking hero. But yeah, I mean, the other thing, I mean, arguably one of the best lightsaber hilts in the game, oh, right? Yeah. I mean...
1: I like I like that curved blade. It's curved, Yeah, it's
0: one of the most unique, if anything. It's got that curve, and then it has that kind of spike that comes up off the top where the blade emits, uh, you got to argue he also has one of the more unique Sith garbs. I mean, he kind of mm-hmm. maintained some of his Jedi brown in there, but he had a nice little pimp cape.
1: Oh, yeah. He, he, he knew how to dress. Like, once he left the order, he probably, you know, bought himself some nice things. And also, he's the only other character on screen that we've ever seen use Force lightning. You know, we uh, yeah, there you
0: go. See? I mean... Come on, Dooku's a Mac Daddy. He had to make the list. Oh, Plus, yeah. he's played by Christopher Lee, who's a fucking cinema legend. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Lord of the Rings, Dracula, you name it. The guy's been in like 5,000 pictures. Yeah. Uh, but Dooku's another one that really shines in the Clone Wars. I mean, he's kind of the main face. He is the main bad guy. But you get to see a lot more of his workings with Sidious, with Asajj, with the Maul brothers behind the scenes. I mean, it, it's, it, it's a shame that we didn't get some of these moments in the live action but hey it is what it is the prequels are what they are and we're just going to leave them alone cuz it makes people happy
1: yeah yeah so my last one number 3 I'm staying in the Old Republic but I'm moving I'm jumping up some millennia here so you know if you look at Revan if you look at Darth Nihilus they're both around like the 3000 you know BBY before the battle of Yavin year I'm moving up to around 1,000 BBY, and this is where we front into Darth Bane. Darth Bane is a, a character that that really made his name off of seeing the flaws within the Sith uh, Empire. You know, the brotherhood of the Sith that was in place and, and being led by um, Lord Khan before he even, you know, joined the Sith Order. And what he noticed was that every time, you know, a new Sith would take power, the Order would get weaker. And it was because they were spreading their power too thin. There was a lot of infighting. And and it would basically just devolve into chaos and madness. And there was, they would never be able to conquer anything because of all of the you know the ways that sith function th- their desire to usurp power and that leads to a weakening of the order instead of a strengthening and through learning from some of the greatest sith you know ghosts in history naga sadao um you know freed and nod just a ton of these incredibly knowledgeable um deceased sith he Instituted in a very brutal fashion the rule of two, so basically what you see—that's yeah, his
0: big claim to fame, right? Yeah,
1: is like he—he, he, you know, the rule of two had been introduced or was an idea out there pre-pre Darth Bane, but he is the one who instituted the rule of two that was in place all the way up until we start seeing, you know, live-action Star Wars movies. And what he does to do that is essentially, he kills all of his fellow Sith with something called a thought bomb. And what essentially it does what, what that does is he he draws in all of the Sith to one location, sets off this thought bomb, and all of their souls are then trapped within this one location for eternity. So like the, all of the souls of, uh, of these, you know, Sith warriors that were a part of the Brotherhood, are now trapped in a cave and then he finds this little girl whose name was rain and takes her on as his apprentice. And essentially this guy just fucking learns everything you could possibly fucking learn about being a Sith. And, he learns about essence transfer. So this idea now that we have with Palpatine and Tross, like did, it, did he find out how to pass on his essence right. to keep himself alive? Darth Bane figured out how to do that. He found out how to do that from the ancient Sith. Um, you know, he, he found a way to imbue himself with, with cortosis armor with these with these, you know, insects that are attached to his body. That are feed they're feeding off of his dark side energy, but he can't be killed because they're impenetrable by by blasters or by lightsabers. I mean, the guy was an absolute animal, and I mean, he had, I mean, it was an incredible trilogy of books to read. They're legends now, but if you don't, if you've never read the Darth Bane trilogy, do it. I mean, he's just a, a character that that takes the term Sith. And elevates it to the highest level possible because he had a thirst for knowledge, he had a thirst for power, and he fulfilled both of them. Um at the Andy end he looks like a badass. Oh yeah, he's got fucking he's got like I said, he's got these like these giant insects attached to his body at all parts of it. He's got a cage around his head because if he didn't wear that cage around his head the the insects would have overtaken his whole form and oh yeah they're called what
0: they call it the orbalisks
1: yes the orbalisks armor like
0: but and then his eyes kind of look like the the bad guys in dr strange
1: yeah he's got like the like the tattoos above and below (laughs) his eyes yeah i mean the motherfucker's a badass and like you know this is legends but like at the end of the books it's fantastic the the showdown that happens because you know as we know the Sith apprentice always tries to kill the Sith master. The showdown that happens between Darth Zana and Darth Bane is just fucking incredible. I mean, like the way that it is portrayed in the books by Drew Karpetian was just fantastic. And I mean, it was, it was just a wonderful book series to read. Um, when I was introducing my girlfriend or trying to introduce my girlfriend to, to Star Wars, I was like, she's a huge reader. So I was like, here, you want to get into Star Wars, read the Darth Bane trilogy. She read it and she loved it. Like, it's just fantastic.
0: Look at that. that. Reading is fundamental in Nick's house, apparently, but (laughs) definitely not mine. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I just can't do it. I know this shit's good. I know it is. It's just, it's a time thing. Oh, yeah. I just need to be able to Matrix the shit into my face.
1: I know, yeah. You know, with Matrix 4 coming out soon, you you just got to lay on that fucking chair have, you know, Tank hook you up and then just upload all the shit to your head.
0: Yeah, it seems these days, I mean, Matrix bringing back Trinity, Star Wars bringing back Palpatine. Nobody's dead Fuck anymore. It, right? <laughs> Fuck it. No, one's, no one ever truly is gone, right? Yeah, I
1: know, right? Just like Luke said. <laughs>
0: no one is ever truly gone. Definitely in Hollywood, that's for sure. All right, my friends. Well, that that kind of concludes our, our special topic cast where Nick and I ran through the gamut of our favorite dark side force users as well just dark side faction people uh clearly there could have been more i mean that's what these listicles are about though it's about limiting things my friends limit small bites plus we didn't want to talk for hours on end but you know we'll probably be doing that on our next proper cast when we start putting our spin on all the new things dropping out of D23, because that's coming up this weekend, so make sure you got your uh, your Twitters on, your social media ready, we'll, we'll try to be covering this stuff, rumor has it the first trailer for Mando's gonna drop Friday, and then we're gonna get the behind the scenes video, or reel, whatever you want to call it, hopefully reel, not just pictures, for Tross on Saturday. So. Keep those browsers pointed at StarWarsTime.net, and you know what to do. At this time, you should be over there anyways, subscribing to the podcast if you're not already subscribed. And if you are, and you liked what you just heard, go ahead and give it a little thumbs up, or a like, or a rating, or a review. You don't know how far that takes us. We need it. It's called SEO juice. The more the Google overlords, and the Apple overlords, and the Spotify overlords think you like us, the more they will show us to people searching for Star Wars Podcasts, Star Wars Fans, Star Wars Awesome. All right, my friends, help us out. And remember, if you listen to the Star Wars Time Show, the Force will be with you always.